Well, good morning, Kingsham's family. I hope you're keeping well and looking forward to the times when we can all be back together and we can see each other face to face. Um, over here in the Nigel household, we have been um, very excited about the kids going back to school. In fact, I took the kids to school for the first time um, last week, um, first day back. And to um, um, to our surprise, you know, we, we were there 30 minutes early because the kids were so excited, couldn't wait to go back. But um, there were many other families there already by the time we got there. And looking around, I couldn't quite tell who was more excited, the children or, or their parents. Some might say it's the parents, but anyway, we, we look, we, we've been excited here about that blessing and we look, and I'm personally looking forward to when we can all meet together face to face. I also hope you've, um, you've enjoyed this teaching series on the Beatitudes, um, the rather challenging teachings from, teachings from Jesus himself to his followers from, from 2000 years ago. These teachings haven't lost their relevance with time, but they remain just as applicable to you and to me today and to our children and to our children's children. And I think Phil, PJ, Simon have done a grand job with the teaching on the Beatitudes over the last few weeks. I've enjoyed and I've been blessed listening to this. And if you've missed any of this, I would really encourage you to go on the church website and to catch up on this. There's some really good teachings in there. See, when we read about the Beatitudes, we can sometimes think about this as yet another list of moral concepts we have to live by as followers of Jesus, be it humility, gentleness, righteousness, being pure, you know, merciful and, and, and peacemaking. But the reality is that the Beatitudes are a series of blessings from Jesus to his church, to, to you and to me. As we read through the verses of Matthew 5, Jesus repeatedly proclaims a blessing on this, a blessing on that. You know, as we heard from the previous talks, the blessing here is a word we don't often use in um, society today. But the blessings here refers to that sense of true happiness and satisfaction in life that comes only from the Creator God to His creation. So Jesus is in the business of bringing true happiness and true satisfaction and contentment to you and to me. That's what that's what it's about. That's what a good God does. A good God does not just sit back and judge um, people. A good God is one who is constantly on the search to see how he can bless his people. We're told in Acts 3 that, that God the Father sent Jesus first to bless you, to bless you or not. And so as we see the Beatitudes, we see Jesus um, um, blessing um, people, but he also brings it, he also gives these words to bring encouragement, you know, from the times when we feel discouraged as we, as we go through life and all what life can throw at us. Jesus highlights the realities we have to face from weakness to, to pain and persecution, but he, he comes alongside us to bring encouragement through these words. And this morning, before we proceed, before we, we, we dive into this, I'd just love us to take a few, a few seconds to just ask God the Father to bless your heart as you listen to me this morning. Why don't you just take a few seconds to, to, to ask God to bring encouragement where, where you currently might be facing um, um, discouragement, to speak to you personally this morning. I genuinely feel a sense to just pause right now 
and ask God to meet with you. And so this is what takes it from my words to God's word and God's word blessing us. So why don't you just ask God the Father to do so, to speak to you and to bless you this morning. I had the privilege to speak with Moj a couple of weeks ago. Um, Moj, whose video we watched earlier on in the service, and to listen to some of his stories of persecution for following Jesus. You know, Moj has been um, had been in prison back in his home country. He, he was tortured. He was humiliated. He paid a big price with regards to his family for the sake of Christ. And listening to him speak. You know, it was just a privilege. A few points stood out to me, but one of them was his decision to accept his faith, to to give up his his rights. You know, that sense of, you know, uh, connection to Jesus, which he felt during those times of trials and pain and persecution. He talks about the sense of going through this with the mindset of, you know, being honored to partake in the suffering of Christ. It, he beautifully describes the radical joy the Holy Spirit brought alongside him in those years, despite the persecution. You know, I saw in his heart, the happiness in his heart of um, when he shared the stories of leading many other prisoners to follow Jesus, to come to know Jesus. You know, people who would never had had um, access to the gospel. I heard um, um, the joy in his heart when he shared um, a story of, of a prisoner in particular who opened up to him and was led to Jesus shortly before he was executed. You see, as with Jesus, you know, what the enemy meant or meant for good, meant for bad rather, you know, God is busy, is busy redeeming. You know, the Bible talks, um, the Bible in Romans uh, 5 says that, um, and not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope and hope does not disappoint hope does not disappoint because the love of god has been poured out in our hearts by the holy spirit who was given to us there we can know a sense a, a radical sense of joy the holy spirit pours upon us even in the middle of persecution the second point jesus points out here is to have a radical perspective you know, he says, um, um, 
great is your reward in heaven. Jesus somehow points us, it takes us to a perspective of um, eternity. He points us towards that radical perspective of life beyond what we have, beyond the few years we have here on earth. You know, he says to see, he paints the fact that we're to see our lives from the lens of eternity. You know, our actions, our decisions are often influenced by our perspectives. You know, my perspective right now uh, drives my, my, my short-term plans. You know, my short-term plans to, to provide, um, to keep my job, do my job well, get paid, and to provide for provide food for my family, to provide for their needs. My perspective right now drives my, med my medium-term plans. You know, how I can lead a normal life, you know, in a few months or maybe in a year's time when the pandemic um, is out of the way. It drives my long-term, my perspective drives my long-term plans. How I can ensure my kids are set up for life and in the long term and how I can um, maybe retire at the age of 50 with enough money to buy a house somewhere in the Caribbean. Now, if any of you have um, a desire to bless someone with a house in the Caribbean, please um, consider me. I, I, I'm all for that. But anyway, our perspective tends to drive um, what are our, our actions. And while we all tend to focus on our lives here on earth, the Bible teaches just the opposite. The Bible refers to to us and to, I mean, refers to the transient nature of the things that we can see, you know, um, you can have a read on this on um, 2 Corinthians 4 verse, um, verse 18, you know, the Bible refers to you and I as strangers um, to this world, strangers to this earth, and that our days on earth are like a shadow, like a smoke or, or a vapor that passes away. You know, the transient nature of our lives. If we look at life through the lens of eternity, today's trouble cannot be compared to the glory of what is coming and what we know we have as Christians and coming our way. We, we see this in Romans chapter 8, verse 18. You can have a read on that in your, in your spare time. Since we, we will live on in eternity, we should see this life and all that it throws at us for what it really is, the beginning notes to the prelude of forever. You know, seeing life through the lens of eternity drastically changes our lives and what we are experiencing um, right now. It doesn't take it away, but it, it helps us put get our gauge right. And so Jesus in this verse states that... Um, that one, we are blessed, you know, when people persecute you, when, pe when people insult you, when you have those false um, um, accusations, when you have the, the three types of persecution, which we t refer to earlier on. But he also talks about this destination, heaven, for Christians. And in, the, in this destination, there will be great rewards. Why don't you just let that sink? In your heart for a second that your good father is preparing great rewards for you and for all the troubles you're facing for the sake of righteousness going back to the uh, my catch-up with uh, with Muj um, um, two weeks ago uh, like I said it was such a privilege and just hearing his experience of being in prison, there was, there was a moment where he was stood before the prison guards and he was being humiliated and, and laughed at. And the thoughts running through his mind at the time was, um, 
as he describes it, was, was one of, you can take away my dignity and my rights and inflict pain and punishment. You know, you can take that, but I know where I am going to. And there's nothing any one of you can do about that. There's nothing any one of you can take away from the glories that I have in my next, in, my, in the future. I've got a destination where I will be free and I will see my Savior face to face, you know, and I would know the joy of being with him forever and there is nothing anyone could take away from um, from that so and so in london jesus sets the expectation here that if we follow him we will face persecution be it verbal physical or emotional trials but we can also be sure that uh, that he commands a blessing when we are persecuted that we can know radical joy despite our troubles and that he doesn't leave it there he promises a great reward for us and so the next time you're on the receiving end of persecution for 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 the sake of Christ trust that he has got you trust that he has got you thank you guys for listening to this this morning i pray god blesses you and your family in the week ahead